Hello, you're listening to episode 4 of Concerning the Spiritual with Pastor Stephen and Sylvia Ma. I'd entreat you to listen with rapt attention to the unadulterated word of God and be blessed. Hope you are ready for this evening. Hallelujah. Alright. So I want to begin by praying. Then we can start. Alright, so shall we pray? Let's close our eyes and then let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your presence. And Father, our hearts and our minds are open tonight to be instructed, to be guided, to be taught to your word and to receive of your spirit. Father, we thank you for your glorious presence. We thank you and we receive all the blessings that are available for us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the second week of our series on concerning the spiritual. And we started talking about the gifts of the spirit. And that's where we are going to focus on tonight. And I believe you are learning a lot from the previous one that we've shared. And as time goes on, you will keep learning because the spirit of God has a lot actually in store for you in this session okay so i want to begin by re-emphasizing on the importance of the ministry of the holy spirit in our lives it is too important see the presence of the holy spirit in our lives is is the the core the key thing about christianity is about the presence of the Holy Spirit, the importance of His ministry in our lives. It's too vital. Praise the Lord. And your recognition of the personality and then your fellowship with the person of the Holy Spirit is where your success in this earth is. That is what your success depends on. It depends on your personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. It is too important. But you see, that's what many people ignore. That's what many people don't pay much attention to in their lives. They ignore the Holy Spirit. And then they do things their own way. They do things based on their assumptions. And then they mess up. But if you follow the Holy Spirit... If you follow the Holy Spirit, the Bible says he will guide you into all truth. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit has come to guide us. I want to read something to you about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. From John chapter 16, verse 13. John chapter 16, verse 13. It says, how be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth. 
for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. Hallelujah. I'll be following. All right. So look at the things that the Holy Spirit has come to do. He says, when he is come, he will guide you into all truth. All truth. The truth about the course you are reading. The truth about your future. The truth about whatever you want to do. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. Not only the truth of the scripture. The truth about the issues of life. He will guide you into all truth. So don't ignore the Holy Spirit. You see, we rather want men. For example, the Bible says, and he will show you things to come. Meaning, he will show you the future. But we rather want to know the future from prophets instead of the Holy Spirit. So we replace men. And then we expect what the Holy Spirit is supposed to do in our lives from men. He says, he will show you things to come. Meaning, you can know your future from the Holy Spirit. But you see, many people rather want to depend on what a prophet will say. There's nothing wrong with what a prophet will say. But you see, the, the, that is not God's plan. The prophet, if the prophet tells you something, it should be something you already know in your spirit. Praise the Lord. Good. So, it is very vital that you get to know the Holy Spirit for yourself. You see, the reason why most people don't really cannot be guided by the Holy Spirit or they say, I don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit or I don't know when the Holy Spirit is talking to me. I can't tell whether it is my mind. How will I be able to follow the Holy Spirit? Someone I cannot see. You see, the whole thing is that learn to have a relationship with your spirit, with your own spirit. Most people don't have a relationship with their spirits and that is where the problem is. The problem is not about the voice of the Holy Spirit. The problem is that many people don't have a relationship with their own spirit. You see, because when you have a relationship with your spirit, it is very easy to pick the signals because the Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Meaning your spirit is the candle. You see, so God is going to guide you through your spirit. So unless you have a personal relationship with your own spirit, you wouldn't know when God is leading you through your spirit. And this is something you train. It is not an overnight thing. It's not even in a year or in a day. You see, many people have a problem with the voice of the Holy Spirit or with the person of the Holy Spirit. Primarily because many people don't have a personal relationship with their own spirit. Is it because I was saying that the Bible says the, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Meaning that the Holy Spirit is going to guide you or provide guidance for you through your own spirit. So if there is any guidance that the Lord will give to you, the Lord will guide you through your spirit. So until you, you have a personal relationship with your own spirit, Knowing the voice of the Holy Spirit becomes difficult. You know, there are certain times that, let's say, you can receive information from your spirit about things to come. But because you are not acquainted with what those things are, 
For example, you are there and it just dawns on you that something is about to happen. Let's say something bad is about to happen. And then you just get this intuition within you. Because you don't do, you see, because you don't have that personal relationship with your spirit, you will not be able to act or you wouldn't even know that it is something you need to respond to. And then something happens. So what what you need to do, because you see, that is how you can actually follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will guide you through your own spirit. Praise the Lord. So that is the first thing that I want to establish. And then, you know, that's why prayer is important, especially long hours of prayer. It's, it's, it's very, very vital. And I recommend that for, for you. You must learn to pray for long hours. And what that will do for you is it will help condition your spirit. And it will help position your spirit. You see, it will make the receptiveness, the receptiveness of your spirit increase. Meaning that your spirit becomes very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So we are continuing with the session on the gifts of the spirit the gifts of the spirit so we are still on the gifts of the spirit and last time i couldn't enter i couldn't begin last saturday i wanted to start but i didn't really go into details yeah but we we would we would hopefully start today now the the purpose of this this um program is actually to share on the gifts of the spirit the way the holy spirit ministers is beyond your knowledge and that is why it is very vital that this subject is taught and then personally if you want to if you want to work in and operate in the gifts of the spirit you must also learn to you must learn to study more about them because most people are very ignorant about the gifts of the spirit yet they desire the gifts of the spirit forgetting the fact that the holy spirit will only operate in you to the level of your knowledge it is very very important if you read second peter chapter 1 verse 3 he says according as his divine power has given unto us all things through the knowledge so all things are given unto us but we will only have access to them and enjoy them through knowledge praise the lord so um let's let's see if we can start talking about some of them today i want us to look at the gifts of the spirit from a different perspective now you remember that the bible says in the book of revelation chapter one if you read from verse four through to verse six the bible says he has made us both kings and priests unto the father right and i believe we've all started learning on our kingly ministry and then our priestly ministry so, regarding our priestly ministry, the key thing there is what? Prayer. Our ministry to the Lord in worship. Our ministry to other people. Our intercession. All those things are under our priestly ministry. And then our kingly ministry is about the way we face situations and then we deal with situations and circumstances. No, we deal with those things as kings. The Bible says, where the word of a king is, there is what? Power. Thank you very much. So, where the word of a king is, there is power. So, you realize that if you study the scriptures very well, in the Old Testament, the anointing of God, the anointing of God was in three dimensions. It was, we had the priestly office where the, the, the anointing came upon people 
to become priests. And then we had the ministry of the prophet. And then we had the ministry of the king. So these were the three ministries. But in the New Testament, we have just two ministries. We have the priestly ministry and then the kingly ministry. Because remember that the ministry of the king was not something that the Lord intended. God intended to lead his people by prophets, but they requested for a king. And then God made them to Saul. Hallelujah. Alright, so it is interesting to know that that's the same way that the gifts of the Spirit operate. You know, for the gifts of the Spirit, there are those gifts of the Spirit that when we begin to operate in them, we are functioning in the priestly ministry. And then there are other gifts of the Spirit that when we begin to operate in them, we are operating in our kingly ministry. Remember the Bible says he has made us kings and priests unto the Father. Jesus Christ has made us kings and priests. So, if we look at, for example, let's say the gift of prophecy, the gift of diverse kind of tongues, and the gift of interpretation of tongues, these gifts are under our priestly ministry. But if you take gifts like the gifts of healing, the gift of faith, the working of miracles, these gifts are under what? The kingly ministry. So you see, they help you deal with situations. They help you cause changes. But the the priestly the priestly in the priestly office, we are dealing more with ministering to the Lord. We are dealing more with prayer. You see, we are dealing more with more with the priestly role as typified by the old Test, old testament priest. Hallelujah. Here, the 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 gift of prophecy, the gift um, diverse kind of tongues, and an interpretation of tongues are we see priestly gifts. And it is important because, you see, one of the things that you have to understand is that God designed our kingship to operate through priesthood. Never forget it. That in our kingdom, you rule by seven, meaning that your kingship is only established through your priesthood. Your kingship is only established through your priesthood. Don't forget that. It is a principle in Genesis. That you have to understand. When God told Adam that Adam should should have dominion, meaning Adam should reign as a king over everything, that was not. Or God showed Adam how in the chapter two, He showed Adam how, and Adam was actually the first priest that God 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 anointed to stand in the office. So He told Adam to to operate in His dominion through seven seven. Alright, I don't have all the time to show you that. But the most important thing to learn from here is that your priestly office is what establishes your kingly ministry. So if you want to operate in the gifts of healing, in the gift of um, working of miracles, in the gift of faith, it is very, very vital that you begin to take the priestly gifts seriously. Because actually, the the, the gift of prophecy, which is like, the key gift in the gifts of the spirit, the gift of prophecy is actually the key to all the other gifts of the spirit. A man who operates in the gift of prophecy has the keys to all the other gifts of the spirit. Praise the Lord. I hope you are learning something because today I want us to really learn because most of the other days we don't really go deeper into the subject. So the gift of prophecy is the key to all the other gifts of the spirit. Let's read something. Let's go to first Corinthians chapter 14. I want us to read verse 1. So he says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that ye may what? Prophesy. Prophesy. 
why why did he say especially that he may prophesy you see it means that he's laying an emphasis on the gift of prophecy praise the lord so if if the gift of prophecy was not that important why would he why would why would he have laid so much emphasis he says especially that he may prophesy now if i give you a list of instructions and i tell you do that do that do that but don't forget to do this it means that although you may do all other things or you may forget some but don't forget this particular one that i'm stressing about. so paul is saying that remember paul talked about the best gifts paul told us to desire the best gifts but here to the corinthian church now this was in chapter 12 but when we come to chapter 14 the first verse he tells them desire that he may profess is this especially desire spiritual gifts that he may profess especially that he may prophesy what is he trying to say it means that there is something about the gift of prophecy that you need to pay attention to because if paul emphasized on it for the corinthian church it means that it is something that we really have to look at into details and understand it hallelujah are we here so the gift of prophecy is actually the the reason why Paul laid so much emphasis on it is that I said, if a man has the gift of prophecy, that man has the keys to all the other gifts. Now, the gifts of the Spirit are not nine. They are not nine. But that's another day's talk. I think I've even explained to the leaders before. Right? I think I've said that with the leaders before. Now, if you count, they count the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and gifts of healing. When they count, now, if you count from First Corinthians chapter 12, you think they are nine. Hallelujah. But one thing that you have to remember is that if you study the Pauline epistles, you have to understand the message to the church and the message to a church. Did you get what I just said? I said, if you study the Pauline epistles, you must understand the message to the church and then the message to a church. Now, the message to the church is a message to the body of Christ where the whole body of Christ can actually use that revelation. And then the message to a church is that Paul was writing to the Corinthian church. For example, there are certain things that Paul made reference to that we can't apply in our day. When Paul talked about Epaphras, now in your time, there's no one called Epaphras. So you can't like apply it to yourself. So that, that particular part of his writing was towards a church, not the church as the body of Christ. So if you take the gift of the Spirit, like in First Corinthians chapter 12, and you, you see, oh, that's all the gifts of the Spirit there are. No, that's wrong. You need to look at his letter to the Ephesians. You need to look at his letter to the to the um, Romans. Because in Romans, he mentioned other gifts of the Spirit. In Romans chapter 12, if you start reading from verse 6, he mentions other gifts. So you need to put all of them together. In Ephesians, he mentions some of the gifts of the Spirit too. He said he gave some apostles, some prophets. He says he gave gifts to men. Those are gifts of the Spirit. So, they, they are not nine. Hallelujah. Here, but we are focusing on the gifts that were stated in First Corinthians chapter 12. And I said, prophecy is the key to all the other gifts of the Spirit. And this is very, very vital. Prophecy is the key to all the other gifts. And I'll show you how to use the gift of prophecy to make contact with the remaining gifts of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. So, I believe you are, you are, you are ready. Because after this... You see, when, when the word of God is taught, what happens is faith is ministered. And when faith comes, we can actually begin to walk in the light of what we are hearing. So the reason why the Spirit of God wants us to hear about this today. And you see me always, I say that if you are in contact with me, you are in contact with destiny. Because 
by this time, many people are asleep. You are connected because the Spirit of God wants you to hear something. And the reason why he wants you to hear something is because there is something you will need here. God wants you to actually walk in the light of the gift of the Spirit. That's why at this moment, when other people are sleeping, you are still connected. Praise the Lord. So, I want us to look at a few things. Now, let's, let's, let's look at... I want to clarify something about the gifts of the Spirit. Now, there are certain things that you need to... Or certain um, differences that you need to observe when studying about the gifts of the Spirit. For example, if you read in Mark chapter, chapter um, 16, if you read from the 17 verse, when Jesus said, This man shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. He says, They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall speak with new tongues. Now, he mentions two things there. He says, They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That is not the gift of healing in operation. When he said they shall speak with new tongues, that is not the gift of diverse kind of tongues in operation. Hallelujah. In studying about the gift of the Spirit, it is very important to, to understand the differences between what Jesus said and what was taught in the epistles. Okay. So, Jesus said, These sons shall follow them that believe. Right? In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall speak with new tongues. I hope we, we all hear that. If they shall drink any deadly poison, it shall by no means end them. You've all read that scripture before. Right? But you ought to notice that when he said they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, that is not necessarily the gift of healing in operation. Actually, that is not the gift of healing in operation. And when he said they shall speak with new tongues, that is not the gift of diverse kind of tongues. No, that is not it. These things, he says, these signs are for them that believe. Meaning that everybody who believes in Jesus is entitled to speaking in tongues to lay hands on the sick and they recover. But that is not particularly the gift of the Spirit. Because if you read about the gift of the Spirit, he says the gift of the Spirit is given by the Holy Spirit to every man as the Spirit wills. As the Spirit wills, meaning that it is the choice of the Holy Spirit to give, let's say, pro the gift of prophecy to someone and then the gift of um, diverse kind of tongues to another person. Meaning, you don't really have much influence, although he gave you the right to desire spiritual gifts. But it is up to the Holy Spirit actually to say, okay, I'm giving Michael this, I'm giving um, Rita this, I'm giving this person this, I'm giving this person that. But in Mark chapter 16 verse 17, there was no condition. He says, these signs shall follow them that believe. If they shall lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. He didn't say if they have the gift of healing. He didn't say if they have the gift of diverse kind of tongues, then they shall speak with new tongues. No. Hallelujah. So in the same way, like the gift of faith. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But the fact that you hear the word of God and then faith is stayed in you doesn't mean you are operating with the gift of faith per se. So you have to know that there are things that if you don't take care would would be called your understanding about the, the gifts of the Spirit. So those things are the, for example, if I tell you let's start speaking in tongues and then you start speaking in tongues right now, you are not operating with the gift of diverse kind of tongues. No. I hope you know that. That is not the gift of diverse kind of tongues. No. The gift of diverse kind of tongues usually brings a message 
a specific message from the Lord, either to you or to someone or to a church. That's the gift of diverse kind of tongue. And usually, that gift is followed by its interpretation from the person. So, for example, mostly, if, if you're someone who likes to pray, especially when you pray for long, that's when you start to experience some of these things. When you pray for long, sometimes, it happens with me. I can be praying and then your tongues will suddenly change. The, the, the vocabulary, because remember, tongues is a language. It is not just saying some things that you... They are actually a language in the spirit. You're actually saying something that has meaning in the spirit. But when you start operating with the gift of diverse kind of tongues, now that kind of gift communicates a specific, something specific, like it, it, it brings a particular message. So you don't operate with that gift every time you are praying in tongues. No, 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 no. Praise the Lord. Now, if, if, if you've read from any book, anything contrary, I think maybe on Saturday, I'll, I'll provide a platform for questions so that you can ask because I know maybe some other books say something contrary to what I'm saying. So, in case you have any opposing views, no, knowledge is not just with one man. So you can bring it up God willing on Saturday and then I'll address that. Praise the Lord. I hope you're learning. So, here, um, I, I don't know, but I wanted to give like a practical illustration of the, the gift of diverse kind of tongues with me. Because you see, if you've experienced it before, it is very easy to talk about it than to use someone's experience. So, um, I think one day I was praying, you know, I was just speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. And then after the third hour, after three hours, after the third hour, now I began to say things, tongues that me myself, I had, I had never heard myself speak before. I began to say things then right after saying those things. I began to speak English. And then I didn't know, but it dawned on me that this was the gift of tongues and interpretation at work because I have prayed for it before. But when I prayed for it, I didn't see its manifestation immediately. You see, that's why you have to pray for long. There are things in your spirit that when your spirit is subjected to pressure, they will come out. You see, someone said, I prayed for the gift of prophecy or they lay hands on me. They said I've received a certain gift of the Spirit, but it's not operating in my life. No, not that you didn't receive it. It is not operating because, you see, you are supposed to stir it up. If you stir up the gift of God that is in you, you stir it up. That's why you must pray. Hallelujah. So, although I had been speaking in tongues for three hours, but that, that those kind of three hours was not, was not like um, the gift of... Um, the gift of diverse kind of tongues. No, that gift started working along during the, the course of the prayer. And it brought me a particular message concerning certain people that I was dealing with and concerning certain situations. And some of them too were things that the Lord wanted me to do. And quickly I wrote them down and continued the prayer. So understand that the tongues that you speak every day is a prayer language. It is imparted to your spirit by the Holy Spirit. He gives you the vocabulary. He imparts that to your spirit. So, like you pray and pray and pray and pray every day. You some of you repeat your tongues, and at a certain point, what happens is now the tongues not be coming from your spirit; it's be coming from your mind. Because remember, now you can even remember some of your tongues with your mind. It's supposed to come from your spirit, but you see, your mind picks up. It is called residual tongues. So when you start speaking in tongues, usually the first fifteen minutes is not is not coming from your spirit; it's from your mind. Your residual tongues that is your mind has already picked it. You repeat, uh, so your mind has captured it. So, usually it's after the first 15 minutes that you actually start speaking the real thing. Hallelujah.
Okay. So you, you, you get that about the gift of diverse kind of tongues. So the gift of diverse kind of tongues brings a particular message. It is not the tongues you speak every day. It brings a message from the Lord. And that is what Paul said. That kind of tongues plus its interpretation is equal to prophecy. So it is not that you spoke. So for example, if let's say I have the gift of interpretation of tongues and then you are praying, let's say somewhere in tongues and I hear, I may not be able to interpret it because that one is not necessarily a message to someone or a message to, to the church or for you. If let's say we are in a group and we are praying and someone has the gift of interpretation of tongues, the person will not be able to interpret it. Oh, this person's tongues means this. No, it is when a particular message comes to us in other tongues, then the, the gift of interpretation of tongues will begin to operate and explain that message to us. Hallelujah. Do you understand? All right. no. You see, th this kind of gift of diverse kind of tongues and interpretation are very important. Please, I've started sharing on the gifts of the Spirit. We are, we are starting with tongues and then interpretation. It is very important. Let's, let, let's, um, I, I want us to read, um, Colossians chapter, is it chapter 2, verse 3 or chapter 3, verse 2? Let's, let's read chapter 2, verse 3. Chapter 2, verse 3. Colossians chapter 2, verse 3. Now, I want to show you something. And don't miss this. This is very important. He says, if you read from the verse 2, he says, Christ in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Meaning that in Christ are hid. He didn't say they are there. He says they are hid. They are hidden. Praise the Lord. Meaning that the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hid. In Christ, they are hid. They are hid. So, why? How will you be able to assess something that has been hidden? Now, the question is, who is Christ? Who is Christ? Christ is not Jesus. No, 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 no. Christ is the Son of God. Who is the Son of God? Jesus is not the only Son of God. He says, "Now are we the sons of God?" Hallelujah. So, when we talk about Christ, Christ is the Son of God. The Son of God is not just Jesus. It was, remember, Jesus was the only begotten Son of God. But in the book of Revelation, he became the first begotten. If he's the first, it means there were others. Because now we are part of the sons of God. So when we say Christ is the Son of God, we are part. So when we say in Christ are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Meaning that in your spirit are deposited the treasures of wisdom. They are called treasures. Treasures means valuable things. Of wisdom, wisdom, oh God, and knowledge. Not the knowledge there is not Bible knowledge. He's talking about scientific knowledge. Scientific knowledge, meaning that if you pick a fruit, you can actually get all the knowledge about the fruit from your spirit. It is in there. It is deposited. It is hidden. If you, if you, if you never study physics before, you can actually get all the knowledge of physics from your spirit. Is it they are hid? Hallelujah. But the question is, if they are hidden. How will you be able to access something that is hidden inside you? If they are hidden, because he didn't say they are, he says they are hid in Christ. And I said, Christ is the son of God. Who is the son of God? Not only Jesus, it is Jesus and us. So it means that in us, in our spirits, are hid, not in our minds, in our spirits are hid. So if they are in us and they are hidden, how will we be able to get access to them? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, from verse 6. From verse 6. He says, the hidden wisdom. Remember in Colossians chapter 2 verse 3, he says, in Christ are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. They are hidden. But here, to the, to the Corinthian church, Paul comes and then he gives them something. He says, 
we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. In the mystery. Now, the only time Paul talks about speaking mysteries is when he talks about speaking in tongues in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. He says, He that speaketh in on unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. He says, How be it in the spirit? He speaketh mysteries. So, speaking mysteries is some part of it is speaking in tongues, although that is not all about speaking mysteries. But some part of speaking speaking uh, mysteries is speaking in tongues. Are you following? And he says, we speak the wisdom of God. That hidden wisdom. The wisdom that are hid in Christ. All treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hid. That hidden wisdom, he says, we speak it in the mystery. We speak that wisdom in the mystery. Meaning that with the gift of with the gift of diverse kind of tongues, we can have access to the wisdom that has been deposited in our spirit. And then if we have the interpretation, meaning that, see, that's why Smith Wigglesworth never went to school. He, he never stepped in any classroom. But when he received the Holy Spirit, he started reading the Bible and understanding it. Who taught him how to read and write? Who taught him the alphabet? When he received the Holy Spirit, his, his mind became anointed to take the information from his spirit. Hallelujah. So God designed that with the gift of diverse kind of tongues and its interpretation, we can have access to every knowledge, every wisdom, the knowledge about everything, physics, chemistry, biology, the Bible, everything. We can have that knowledge from our spirit if we will learn to operate by the gift of diverse kind of tongues. But you will need the interpretation as well. Because we see when you speak the wisdom of God, in other tongues, which is in the mystery. You will need the interpretation to bring it to your understanding so that you can make use of it. Praise the Lord. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. So that's that's something that you have to know on the on the gift of um diverse kind of tongues and then the interpretation. Now I know that some people say some some men of God have had certain experiences about the gift of diverse kind of tongues that are very remarkable. For example, I heard of Pastor Chris share a story about when he went to a certain place to preach and then his interpret his interpreter couldn't really interpret what he was saying in English into that language. And then suddenly he was full of the spirit and then began to speak that language and preach the gospel to the man. The language that he, Pastor Chris, had never learned. He began to speak that language and then with that he witnessed to the man and the man gave his life to Christ. I think in Ghana, I let Bishop Dak share that same thing to you. I think one of the, was it um, Central Region or one of the Northern Regions? He went there to preach and he couldn't speak the language. He could just speak English. But the interpreter was having issues. And then the unction came on him so strong. And then he began to speak that language that he had never learned before. And he couldn't even speak under normal circumstances. That is also another operation of the gift of diverse kind of tongues. Praise the Lord. So because you see, the word tongues is actually a language. A language. So those are distinct, distinct or peculiar circumstances that the Spirit of God can cause that. Now, you can't sit in your room and desire that. You see, God, these gifts are tools. For example, if you are not a mechanic, you don't need the tools of a mechanic in your house. What are you using it for? Praise the Lord. So if you want to see the operation of these gifts in your life, be on the mission field. Be, be all out for Jesus. Be all out winning souls. 
and in the course of that, that is where you see the manifestation of these guests. But you just stay in your room and say, Oh God, I want to see visions, I want to do this. They'll be of no benefit to you. It's like you are requesting for the tools, but you you are not going to do the work. Hallelujah. So if you want to see these things operating in your life, then the first thing you need to do is to make up your mind to be a soul winner, to make up your mind to reach out to other people, to make up your mind to be all out for Jesus, to let your life bring him glory. Then begin to see these things in demonstration at a greater level in your life. But as long as you're just in your room, why do you want to see visions? If he shows you those visions in your room, what benefit will it be? You just want to see something. But what you don't know is that God doesn't give things for free. He gives it on purpose. So if your heart is not connected to that purpose for which he's given it, then you can't have it. Praise the Lord. Let me just bring something small in about the gift of prophecy. So I've spoken about the word of uh, the gift of um, various kinds of things and anything interpretation. But that is not all there is to be said. So prophecy, we have two things about prophecy. We have foretelling and then foretelling. That is prophecy. But when we come to the gift of prophecy, the gift of prophecy has nothing to do with foretelling. The gift of prophecy has more, more to do with foretelling. Foretelling. F-O-R-T-H. And see, because of this, many people are confused. They think, they think you must have a revelation before you prophesy. They think you must see something before you prophesy. And that is a big mistake. It actually has nothing. You see, your understanding of the things of God is very vital. Don't let anybody fool you. Don't let anybody fool you. The gift of prophecy has nothing to do with seeing anything. If, let's say, I, I see visions, and that is not the gift of prophecy. That is the gift of discerning of spirit. You can receive the word of knowledge. Anything you see or you know by the spirit has nothing to do with prophecy at all. Because Prophecy is about saying something for it to come to pass. That is what prophecy is about. Saying something for it to come to pass. That is what prophecy is. If you say it, for example, you can see that someone is about to, let's say, travel. And then you say it. If it doesn't come to pass, you operated, let's say, it didn't mean what you saw was wrong. What you saw could be correct. But prophecy is what gives what you are going to say, the power to come to pass. Because you can see something, but not have the power to say it for it to come to pass. So if a man says something, and then the thing happens, that was the power of prophecy. Hello, please are you following? So, don't let anybody confuse you. I said, in prophecy, we have foretelling. In foretelling, you're able to see and tell the future. That, that is not about the gift of prophecy. That's the ministry of the prophet. And to... To, to operate in the ministry of the prophet, you can desire, understand this. The ministry gifts that Paul talked about, apostle, prophet, teacher, you don't desire those gifts. Paul never said, endlessly desire ministry gifts. He said, desire spiritual gifts, no ministry gifts. So you can't say, I desire to be a prophet. Your desire doesn't move go. It is a calling. If he calls you, you respond. If he doesn't call you, no matter your desire, are you understanding? So, with prophecy, leave the foretelling. You are foretelling that tomorrow it will rain. Or leave those things out. That is in the office of the prophet. And I see many young people around who profess so and so. The first thing is that to be a prophet, 
you must be called into ministry. You must be operating as a full-time minister. So you can't be walking around and be calling yourself prophet, this prophet, this. When, where is your church? Who called you into which ministry? Hallelujah. See, until you are called. You can't be called. But the fact that you see something doesn't make you a prophet. No. It's an office that you have to be called into by God. And I said, you don't desire. So, that's um, something you must know. So, with the gift of prophecy, the gift of prophecy deals with the foretelling part, the foretelling part of prophecy. Because I mem- remember I said, prophecy is to foretelling. You foretell future events. And then you speak forth. Now, what is foretelling? Foretelling is, the, I mean, the F-O-R-T-H. You have F-O-R-E and then F-O-R-T-H. Gift of prophecy is more of F-O-R-T-H. Now, the F-O-R-T is the foretelling. That one is more of speaking by inspiration. Now, the, 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 the question is, what is speaking by inspiration? What is inspiration? Okay, so how do I know that I'm being inspired? Now, usually, inspiration is connected with faith. Anytime, for example, you can be listening to a message, and then suddenly, it's like, you feel your faith rising so strong. That is your moment of inspiration. Are you listening to me? Are you following me? And that is very important. So, when your faith is dead, you are inspired. And any word you speak on the basis of your faith that has been stirred is words that have been inspired by the Holy Ghost. You see, because the word of God came to inspire you. And then you release those words that came to inspire you. When you release those words, they are words of faith. That is what we mean by speaking forth. Hallelujah. And that is what actually the gift of prophecy is about. So the gift of prophecy is not really about telling about future events. Because remember, I said the foretelling, foretelling aspect of prophecy is in the office of the prophet. And that has to do with what? It has to do with um, predictive, the predictive aspect of prophecy. You see, because prophecy is in three, there are three things about prophecy. Prophecy can be creative, it can be directive, or it can be predictive. Prophecy can be creative, it can be directive, or it can be predictive. Now, prophecy is different from the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy is under prophecy. You get it? So, see prophecy as like the main thing. There are two things about prophecy. There is the foretelling. The foretelling is where the gift of prophecy comes in. But the foretelling, which has to do with it, and predictive and then the directive. So you can't just get up and say, hey, I saw this and this and this about you, so don't go on this journey. To give a direction to someone, it needs the ministry of a prophet. Not just not just the simple gift of prophecy. The simple gift of prophecy doesn't give direction. Now someone in a meeting, someone prophesies, hey, God says you should go and do this business and you go and do it. No, You see, you were depending on the gift of prophecy, not the ministry of the prophet. Because if it is the ministry of the prophet, it can be trusted. But if it is a simple gift of prophecy, it just foretells. It speaks forth. It doesn't foretell. So, here, the, leave the predictive and then the directive part. Yours is the creative aspect of prophecy. That is the fourth telling. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Alright. And, and I think that is beautiful. Or don't you think that is beautiful? It takes away the strength. 
Because God knows that it's not everyone who can foretell. We okay, not God knows that it is not everyone who can foretell. He knows it is not everyone who will stand in the ministry of the prophet. Let me tell you this. Some of you, you won't go to make you see visions. If you knew in your destiny that you will never see any vision, you would have stopped acting God. It's true. It's not everyone that God will ever give that privilege. Let me tell you this. How many of you have heard of this man of God? Dr. T.L. Osborne. Dr. T.L. Osborne. All right. Now, the kind of miracles that Dr. T.L. Osborne had, he was the one that Pastor Chris took inspiration from. The kind of miracles that the man had. The man said he had never seen a vision in his whole life before. He had never seen a vision. He said he doesn't even feel any anointing. Like Pastor Chris would say, I feel the power of God. He said he never felt anything like that in his own life. His whole life. He's dead now. But the kind of results the man got. Praise the Lord. So you don't really need to see a vision to be successful in life. So what is your problem now? Why are you bothering God? Oh God, until I see. You'll be there. <laughs> Hallelujah. So leave that part. You see, you are asking for what you don't have. Even what you have, you don't use it. You are asking for more. You see, the, there's a beautiful part of this. The, the gift of prophecy, which speaks forth, is based on, you see, it, 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 it is, I define it like this, speaking for the revealed word of God. You are speaking the revealed word of God. Meaning, you are listening to a message. Suddenly, your faith is there. You begin to make confessions, faith proclamations. At that moment, you're prophesying. It's the Holy Spirit inspires you. He inspires you. He brings his word to your heart. And then your faith is there. Your faith is canon. Someone should read Romans chapter 12, verse 6 for me. As we, we conclude. Just give me a few minutes more, okay? Romans chapter 12, verse 6. He says, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. He didn't say, let us prophesy in proportion to what we have seen in the spirit. Are you following? So, it means that you prophesy according to the proportion of your faith. So, what is he talking about? It has nothing to do with you saw something or you didn't see anything. It has nothing to do with I saw something or I didn't see anything. It's about an inspiration you got from the spirit of God. Hallelujah. So he inspired you with his word. And when he inspired you with his word, you brought it forth. It is based on the level of your faith. Hallelujah. All right. Let me end by saying this. If you can't foretell it, then foretell it. If you can't tell the future, then create the future that you want for it. You see, most people say, I don't know, I, I, I can't foretell. I don't know the future. I can't predict. So if you can't predict, then speak it forth. You see, when God asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? What was God asking Ezekiel? He was asking Ezekiel, do you know the future of the bones? Ezekiel said, oh God, I don't know. You're the only one who knows. Then what did God tell Ezekiel? He says, speak forth the future. Speak forth the future of the bones. He says, prophesy and say. Ezekiel didn't know the future, but God told him to speak forth. You see, you may you may not you are listening to me and you may not be sure of what your future is. You may be in darkness about what your, your future will be. You can't foretell when you look at your life, you can't really tell the direction in which your life is going. But you see, if you can't foretell, then foretell. Speak for the future you want. Oh hallelujah. 
Speak it forth. Speak it forth. Tell it forth. Don't wait. I, I, no prophet has given me. I want to start this business. I don't know whether. What are you waiting for? Use the word of God you have. Speak forth. That is the gift of prophecy. You speak forth. Meaning you say what you want to happen on the basis of the word of God. And you have it done. He says, and thou shalt decree a Praise the Lord. We hope you were blessed by this word in season. We'd like you to join us on Thursday at 10 p.m. for another power-packed session. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Higher Life Fellowship, and follow us on Instagram at underscore Higher Life Fellowship. To listen to more podcasts, visit www.anchor.fm forward slash higher life fellowship your life will never be the same again